0: What's going on, Knoll fans? It's me, Kyle Wright, and this is the Knoll It All Podcast. Excited for today's episode. This is kind of a special, unplanned recording, if you will. Uh, It's kind of come to fruition over the last couple of days. I'm going to be joined in this episode by former Florida State running back, Freddie Stevenson. Obviously, uh, kind of a FSU legend on campus, if you will. Uh, Multiple-time ACC champion, part of the 2013 National Championship run. Uh, Obviously, a major part of the 2014 college football playoff run. Super excited for that. But first of all, um, I wanted to kind of pre-record this intro for everybody. Um, I want to say thank you for the support on the last episode. Um, I think it was right after the spring game. I did a little spring game review, but I was dealing with a dry socket from having a tooth removed. So it wasn't, uh, in my opinion, at least my best performance, but I got a lot of positive feedback still. It was like uh, Jordan with the flu. So I, uh, I really appreciate everybody. Get, like giving me all that love and support. Uh, the numbers have been really good so far. Really enjoying doing this podcast because obviously I love talking Florida State football. I love giving my opinions and I love sharing uncensored takes. Um, obviously today gonna be clean because this is today's episode is all about Freddie Stevenson and the trials to triumph that is now streaming on multiple platforms like Prime TV, uh, Apple TV so many others. I have a full list that I'm going to pull up here in a few minutes when we start the interview. But I hope you guys enjoy this interview as much as I know that I'm going to. Freddie, thank you so much for giving me some of your time today. I'm um, super excited to have you on. Uh, how's it going?
1: Man, it's, it's going well, man. The film has is, is launched. You know, it's been a great response to it so far. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm ready to get into things.
0: Absolutely, man. So... The big streaming launch was yesterday which was May 2nd. Uh, so many platforms, Apple TV, uh, Prime Video, DirecTV, YouTube, Comcast, just not like amongst some of the big ones there. Um, how excited are you for people to be able to access this a little a little easier now?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy, you know. Last year we um, released this thing independently, you know, and within like 2 to 3 months we Signed a, a huge distribution deal, and we didn't expect it to come to come that fast. Um, but like you said, it was kind. Of, we ran into some issues in the beginning, you know, with people on um, accessing the film when we were um, releasing streaming it in, independently. So now that more people have access to it, easier on their favorite platforms, it makes things a lot easier.
0: I think people are going to really enjoy it, man, and it because it's just a it's such a heartfelt story, and it's it's so well told, and there's so many like so many underrated moments in it that it's. I don't know, man, I, I really, like, it feels like it's a written for Hollywood movie, but this is a true story, um, so I want to know, like, when did you decide that it was time to tell people who Freddie Stevenson, like, really was?
1: Yeah, I mean, it came when I was, you know, transitioning from from sports, but kind of came because my my fiance just looking back at things and, you know, not necessarily knowing what Lot, lot ahead for me. on just and knowing that my ability on the field, especially at the fullback position, I I knew there weren't a lot of people in the game that could do what I I could do. Um, and just to know that you know I didn't get the you know the opportunities for whatever reason. And looking back and seeing that, um, she was like, man, I truly believe you know that things are going wrong not because you can't play, but maybe there's something else out there for you. And she she was the one that suggested me telling my life story because a lot of the things that I went through. And I thought that, you know, it was time because i have been through a lot and I was struggling with the transition. And I was at a point where, you know, things were starting to get better for me and I was starting to figure out my purpose. So I felt like that would help out a lot of, you know, athletes. That's who I specifically wrote the book for Um, in the beginning. I thought it would help them out throughout the journey Um, because at some some point they're all going to have to transition. Um, And so that's ultimately how it started. And it ended up becoming way bigger than I imagined it becoming.
0: So that's like such an important thing for young people to hear right is like because so many people when it when it when the first player when plan a doesn't work out they there's no plan b right they they tend to like almost give up like a lot of the time unfortunately and it it's it's an honor to be able to talk to you and like see somebody finally break that chain you know what I'm saying
1: yeah, I mean you um, know early for me even though I knew like with football for me. In order for me to be successful, it's weird because um, we talk about plan B's, but to be successful as an athlete, you can't really be thinking about plan B's. Like If you want to be the the LeBron James, uh, Kobe Bryant, so the world, Michael Jordans, um, you got to be all in. Right. So it kind of makes that transition tough, but at the same time, I always knew that um, I wanted to do more outside of the game than I did in it. I felt like my life would be a failure if I left this world only being known, known as a guy that played on the field. So even though I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do after the game, I knew that I wanted to do something, you know, bigger than what I did on, on the field. So it was just figuring out what that was.
0: Absolutely, man. So you released the book in May of twenty twenty one, almost two years ago. I think it was right around Memorial Day, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Um it's actually um I released it in twenty nineteen and it was re edited in twenty twenty one. So okay, okay. Yeah, the original copy the original copy came out in twenty um Nineteen, and then we had an um, editor come back over it in twenty twenty one. She saw some issues with it, and she fi- um she fixed it. But in twenty nineteen, we originally launched it, and you know it didn't um it didn't necessarily you know do that much when I first launched it, which is ultimately why we um there were a lot of different issues with the book when we first put it out. In twenty twenty one, we relaunched it, and then we put out the digital of um, the the ebook as well, and that's when it kind of started catching the heat fast so um that's how we get here today but yeah 2021 man it it took a life of its own
0: that's uh that's our generation now right nobody uh nobody reads anymore everybody has to hear it like podcast version or ebooks like it's so important now to 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 be able to have that access that's how i listen to it to be honest with you
1: yeah now um you know i kind of went through it trial and error when we first started we started it out um i wanted everybody to Get the the physical copy It was like man this for me this is a big moment I want everybody holding it up it's kind of like a trophy right and one of my friends was i think you're underestimating the, the market as far as ebooks and you know audio books and you know I had to learn the hard way but we ended up you know figuring it out with time
0: of course of course um so who reached out to you initially to turn this into a documentary and what was that process
1: like yeah um, when the book started Doing, doing well and my story got out there. It was a guy that was partnering with Netflix. So that was the first opportunity that came up. And I, I wasn't even thinking about film. And the it's ironic. The guy, he um does a lot of different things in the community. And it was a year that I hosted my first back-to-school badge. And he was doing some things with some book bags. He had for a nice deal, and I got connected with him. Then, I don't know, one thing led to another. And... We got, got into talking about everything, and then I find out he's one of the guys that does a lot of things with Netflix, and he, he hears about my story, and he was intrigued, came back to me a few weeks later, was like, yo, I didn't know your story was was like this. Like, we need to talk, so we were meeting for, like, weeks at a time, happened on the phone, I go out there and things. Um, but nothing, you know, ever materialized. We were close to getting things done, but it never materialized. Um, then a few months later, after doing an interview on this platform, a guy from Warner Brothers um reached out. He said he was trying to branch out to do his own thing and he wanted to tell my story and those are ultimately, you know, the people that I ended up signing a deal with, um those guys and they, they produced it.
0: It's wonderfully done, by the way. Wonderfully, yeah. wonderfully done. So um we you talked a few minutes ago about the young kids today, like that you want that this was for young athletes, young men and women all over the world. So like what what message would you deliver? to like the young listener that might think that they only have one path in life right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you you're seeing it throughout, you know, the, the film, every single person, you know, it's fell on their face so many times and they've had to reinvent themselves so many times throughout the film. Um, so one thing I, you know, I'd say is, you know, never, you know, never underestimate yourself. I know a lot of athletes after the game is done, we feel like, man, all I know is sports. This is all I know. And we underestimate ourselves, like just looking at what it takes to rise from the bottom and make it to the highest of levels, all the things that you have to go through. Like, yeah, you may be blessed with ability, but think about how many people were blessed with um, ability that are on the streets and didn't make it to those levels. So um, you're, you're the elite of the elite, so don't ever underestimate the things that you've done. And just think about, like, even if you don't make it to the highest of levels, how many people that are going through training camps, which you don't finish? You know and you're one of the people that made it through so um i kind of realized that when i stepped out into the workforce and I, I got my first job i've never had like a real like a real like corporate job before i did some things with my, my my dad he um he has a car wash business um that he's independently owned for like 20 years now um but when i stepped out in the world and got my first corporate job they hired me in the upper management position right away and i'm making a, a huge salary my first year and it just went to show me, like, the value that we truly hold. Like, the thing, all, of my, all of my accomplishments on the resume were football accomplishments. And they looked at it, and they're like, man, that displays leadership. We need that in our company. So just, you know, a lot of athletes just don't underestimate, you know, what you bring to the table. A lot of the things that you're learning in your sport, they translate to the real world. It's just about shifting your focus and understanding, like, now all of the things I put forward, all the work I put forward, I have to do that same thing in this field now.
0: Fair to say that your impact doesn't have to die on the football field, like your impact,
1: yeah, without,
0: without a, no, or wherever you play you, the basketball court, the baseball field, softball diamond, wherever, right? I mean, that's that's important for everybody to know because that that's something that a lot of young people struggle with. It's like it's like eggs in one basket, and if it doesn't work out, then what do I do? Like, I I guess I'm done, right? But it's it's not like that at all, so. Uh, it, the message is so powerful, Freddie. Uh, Trials to Triumph, the story of Freddie Stevenson, now streaming on major platforms, Prime TV, Apple TV, Direct TV, YouTube, Comcast, many other platforms. I'm going to have some links in the bio uh, for you guys to purchase the book. Highly recommend. I mean, obviously watch the documentary because that's that's the big thing that we're promoting today. But take the time to read the book too because there's a lot in the book, as you know, many books, that – didn't make it into the documentary. That it's really important to see. So I I think that um I think that that's important for everybody to do as well. So I'm gonna have some links in the bio for everybody to uh for everybody to purchase. Um, Freddie, do you have anything else that you want to say about the about the movie or the podcast that, or I'm I'm sorry about the movie or the book that maybe I'm missing out on here?
1: No, nah, that's you know that's that's pretty much you know it right now. We're so excited about the process. You know, um, a lot of people critics are loving the film so no we're just excited to spread this message with the world and we appreciate everybody that that that's supporting um and we're looking forward to seeing what what it does
0: absolutely man so if you don't mind I'd, i'd like to spend a few minutes here maybe talking a little fsu football before i let you go
1: oh yeah let's do it
0: all right awesome because like you know the, the talks are high right now. Every, everybody's a little high on FSU right now, and maybe, you know, kind of a rough couple weeks here with the entering of the latest transfer portal. We had a couple guys go in, but we'll get into that in just a second. Um, so first of all, I want to know how your thoughts are on the current state of FSU football.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm super optimistic about this season. You just, you look back at the the past few years, every single year you've seen, you've seen growth, and you know, in some of the some of the areas, it was tough at first because you knew we didn't have the personnel. But you just seen like the, the little things we were getting, we were getting better at, and it translated. Like one thing we've seen um, come in with this group immediately since Mike Norvell is taking over is just that 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 fight, and in every single game, like now it's like, all right, the team's down by twenty, they can come back fast. And versus in the past, you know, in the past they lay down and, and all of these things. That, I remember, what what was it, two years ago when they were playing Notre Dame, a lot of people were, you know, packing it up and then came back, make, made a run and, you know, should have came out with the win in that game. But like I said, it goes back to a lot of the personnel, and you know. But now I feel like we've um, filled up a lot of those holes. And with that um, culture that, you know, he, he's um, built with the team and the identity that they have now, along with the personnel that they've been able to build, especially on the front line, which has been, a, you know, a major issue in the past, you know. Now, now we have some depth up there, um, and Jordan Travis lead, leading the charge. Jerry Verse doing this thing on, the, you know, on the defensive side. I think we can make some noise this year.
0: I think so too, man. And you talked about the, uh, you talked about like the never say die attitude of Florida State now, and it's it's sad. But as a fan, obviously I've never played in my life, but there was a time there from I think what twenty eighteen to twenty twenty that if if Florida State got down two or three scores, it was like all right, well, what else is on here, and I you know you hated having that mentality as a fan, but there there was just no there was no resilience in the team. And now over the last couple of years, you've you've seen that. And even last year against Clemson, uh, my opinion is at least that if the fans had stayed in the stadium, that, you know, maybe we would have made that last stop and would have put the ball back in Travis's hands with with a couple minutes to go. But that's, you know, that's all hearsay. Uh, Super happy to see some fight back in the program. Do you feel that the championship talk amongst many is warranted right now?
1: Yeah, um, without without a doubt, just look at how we ended the season last year. We got a lot of those, a lot of those guys returning. Um, so I definitely think it's it's warranted, and um, I know a lot of people get scared off with with that, especially when you got a a, a team you know that's been struggling to get back to this level over the past few years. Um, but I think you know Mike, Mike Norvell has the, their heads on straight, and they'll be able to handle it. And one thing I know about this team is they're hungry to you know. They're hungry to prove prove the world wrong. They don't care about the people that are saying that they can win. Um, One thing about true competitors and true champions, they always find a way to um, keep a chip on their shoulder. So even if they were ranked number one and everybody was telling them that they'll win, this team is like, you got to understand, a lot of these guys still were some of those guys that have been losing over the past few years had to transfer whatever the case may be for underdogs our quarterback is one of those guys doubted so every single day they feel like they have to prove themselves so yes yeah, it's, de- it's definitely warranted but at the end of the day they have to go out and earn it and they know that
0: absolutely man i couldn't agree more so you mentioned mike norvell you played for jimbo fisher uh obviously the last coach to win a national championship at fsu do you see any com- like any comparisons between he and mike norvell or do you see anything that's like a major difference in between the two
1: yeah, you know, they got two completely different personalities. But um one thing, you know, they're two um detail oriented guys. Um yeah, um very, very different. And I think, you know, culture wise, uh, Mike Novell is, is a lot different. I think um a lot of a lot of guys rally around him a, a little bit more. Um so but I don't I haven't been around um him you know in detail to know like the ins and outs of how he goes about things on a day-to-day basis but i've interacted with him a few times i know he's a de- detail-oriented guy
0: yeah he's a. Uh, I when i met him and i met him at the daytona 500 actually i was working that event for the radio station here and uh i was able to like talk to him for a few minutes and he's just like so poignant man it, i i don't think i've ever talked to a coach in my life that was just like so to the point and very, very detailed too. Yeah. So the detail oriented is, I don't think people really get that about Mike Norvell because he is, uh, he's so fiery and he's so like red hot and so interactive with the, with the team that you might think that he's got that style of, uh, that what, what's to do for the Detroit lions do the kneecap biting. Right. But, uh, <laughs> he's, he's not, uh, he's not like that, man. He's really deep, like so detailed and so to the point, I, I I love him. I, I hope that he gets what he deserves here. Um. So, kind of transitioning off FSU for just a second, college football has changed so much in just the five or six years since you've been gone. Uh, We've have NIL now. The transfer portal kind of taken over the game. Uh, what are your thoughts of on college football as a whole right now?
1: Yeah, man. This you know it's like the Wild, wild West right now. Um. If kids don't have you know the right team around them. Um, then it's gonna get crazy. You have guys, you know, every single year demanding more money. Um, you know, of course, trying to leave for the the biggest opportunity. You know, it's happening all over college now. So, um, if people don't have the right team around them, then it's it's definitely gonna get crazy. And ultimately, they have to put some rules on this NIL. Like, what what can they do? What can't they do? Because if not, people are gonna take advantage of it, and you know, kind of hurt the game completely. Um, you know, I know guys get paid. In um in the league, and I'm, I'm happy to see guys get paid at this level. They they deserve it. But just you know, putting some type of some, some type of cap or, or rules on it so that it's not so wild. I don't think guys should just be able to leave and go somewhere every year. You can't do that in the NFL, so it's it's hurting these guys. They're not learning how to finish anything. Um, and that's one thing I kind of say. But you know, I'm all I'm all for them getting paid. We just got to figure out how to put some restrictions on certain things.
0: Yeah, I think that um. Oh, like there's there's not like a true college football fan out there that would that would disagree with that they should be paid take and um and it's, it's been like that for years and that's the whole reason we lost the video game right the whole name image likeness thing and pe- people have thought about this for years like this should have been maybe more controlled coming out the gate like maybe we should have had these rules in place before because now. And you could you can correct me if I'm wrong because you're you're the athlete here. I'm I am i am a bartender and a radio host. So um but now maybe it's too late to put this in place.
1: Um I wouldn't say it's you know it's too late. Um you can always, you know, figure something out. I, I truly believe because at the end of the day, um I'm always for you know for the for the athletes. And although, you know, some of them be would be upset if the rules were changed. At the end of the day, I think it will help a lot of them a lot because, like I said, man, if these guys are are leaving every single year, um, going somewhere, whatever the case may be, um, they're not truly, you know, learning discipline. Like, what what are they learning? So when these guys get into situations in the NFL where you don't like your coach or everything isn't going your way and you can't leave, like, what are you going to do? Demand a trade every single year? Like, so um, I think a lot of these things, these rules that could be put in place, Although they may not like them from a um, financial standpoint, because they can't just leave and go to the the biggest um, option at that point, I think um, as a player and ultimately for their future in the long the long run, that's what I'm thinking. Like I don't want to see these kids fail in life because they're learning bad practicing bad habits with this NIL. Because when you got the wrong team around you, they <laughs> these eight, like these agents are getting a hold of these kids and they're like, all right, this this school will offer you more money, and these kids like a lot of these kids. The innocent, they don't know, right. and it, it can um, completely corrupt the kid's way of thinking.
0: You have a five hundred thousand dollars instead of a, in front of a seventeen year old kid's face. they're I mean, that's a no brainer, right?
1: Yeah, they expect your family. Your family's not struggling and all of these things, and right. you're not thinking about you know just not, some of them are. You know, some of them are, but the ones that you know are strictly like, man, I'm just trying to take care of my family. At the end of the day, it's still teaching them, you know, bad habits. It's like, all right. Whenever there's a um, bigger opportunity, go jump on it right away and throw away all your other um, your current responsibilities right now. It's like as a man, that doesn't even make sense. It's like, all right, I may have this opportunity down the line, but I'm gonna um, honor this commitment that I just made. So um, fulfill this commitment that I just made as a man. So um, yeah, it's a lot of different things. I I wish that you know could get changed just to help these guys out in the long term. But I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, my dad had mentioned maybe making it when you sign, like, an NIL deal with a collective or any kind of advertisement uh, agency or anything like that, that maybe it should be, like, contractually obligated or something. Maybe maybe they become, like, NIL contracts, if you will. Like, you have to be here for a year to get this money or something like that. And who knows? But it's, it's going to be – it's a long road. Uh, we are, like you said, in the Wild West delinquency of it, so – It who knows over the last or the next couple of years how much it's going to change. Um, so you were very successful at FSU, twenty thirteen national champion, multiple ACC championships over your tenure. Um, I mean, in my opinion, you had you had some of the biggest runs at FSU. The the big the big run there to win that I I wish I would have wrote down what game it was, but you had a huge a huge run to win a big game. Um. And you you blocked for Dalvin Cook, which was, you know, who, in my opinion, will forever go down as the greatest running back in Florida State history. um, And I'll, you had Carlos in that backfield, and you got to play with Jacquez Patrick. And, I, I man, there's it, just so many great things that you did at FSU. But I know that – and I know, like, you probably don't think about this a whole lot, but what – is there anything that you didn't get to do that you wish you wouldn't have been able to do at FSU?
1: Um. I guess I'll kind of say you know a two a two way answer. Um, now there's you no, know, of course, no regrets. But at the time, yeah, I wish I would have been able to kind of display more what I could have you know did with the ball in my hands. Um, it's just you know things don't play themselves out like that, you know. And it's it's funny because every single game and <laughs> every single game we got a, a first fifteen plays that we run a script, and I would have like three to four plays that were called specifically for me to get the ball. And then, like, at this time, and I think this is, like, my my junior season. At this time, you know, we go either go down or, you know, our offensive line was coming out tripping, and we get down early, so we had to completely abandon the script. It's like, dang, we never get back to those plays. So, you know, some of it, unfortunately, you know, didn't go my way, but that's one thing at the time I wish would have played out, you know, a little bit differently just to, you know, showcase that because it would have helped me a little bit in the draft. But now, now I don't, you know, I don't have any regrets. You know, I, everything went the way, way that it um, should have went and, and needed to go. I'm, I'm where I need to be now.
0: Underrated pass catcher too. Got to make sure we mention that. Very, very hey. underrated pass catcher. So, um so obviously Trials to Triumph, you're streaming everywhere. Prime, T- Prime Video, Apple TV Plus, Direct TV, YouTube, Comcast, many other platforms. We're going to put some links in the bio for you guys to check this out. Maybe even, uh, Get the book, man. I highly recommend it. Um, Freddie, thank you so much for giving us your time today, and good luck with everything going forward.
1: I appreciate y'all, man, and go Knowles.
0: Go Knowles. Most importantly, go Knowles. Right? Hey, we'll we'll run this back soon, Freddie. Yes, sir. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate you. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, extremely powerful interview there with Freddie Stevenson. I I'm so overwhelmed that I'm able to get these guys to come on this podcast and um, obviously the main goal was to promote the movie but it just talking FSU football with guys that made such an impact on the field at Florida State it's an absolute honor for me it's not lost on me I, I, I cherish that opportunity every time I get it and man Freddie if you're still listening right now And everybody else, just so much love, man. So much love, respect, and I appreciate it. Guys, go check this out. Go check out this movie. Go read this book. It's just so powerful and such a good message. And if you have young athletes in your home, if you have young kids in your home that are struggling to find themselves, just, man, get get their eyes on this. Make them watch this because it doesn't have to end. Like, your story is not... Your story is not limited to what you could do on the field or, you know, even in the classroom or wherever in life. It goes beyond sports as well. Just, you know, I struggle with this sometimes too. But get this on the young eyes now and just make sure everybody knows that your your triumph is, it's there. Like your opportunity is there. You just have to grab it by the horns. Uh, so once again, special thank you to Freddie Stevenson. Um, go Knowles, And I do want to make sure I mention to you guys that I'm going to be dropping another episode here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, this was not my may episode. This was a little special that I wanted to run and I was blessed enough to run with Freddie. Um, so here in the next, like, uh, what is today? The third planning on the go here, probably about on the 12th or 13th. I'll drop an episode talking about maybe maybe highlighting the depth chart. Cause there's been some big, big, big changes for FSU over the last couple of weeks. Some good, some, uh, some not so good. So we'll get back to that here in a couple of weeks. Again, thank you guys so much for the love, the support, and we'll see you guys next time.